Have you ever witnessed a miracle? Or do you feel like a miracle has happened in your life? This is Monday, February 5th. Maybe after prayer, you experienced a rapid and unexpected recovery when you were sick. Or maybe a situation in your life was turned around and this was completely unexpected. Now, for the coming weeks, we have planned our morning messages to look at the miracles of Jesus. The title of our series is Beyond the Ordinary. Now, some people have asked, why are we spending our time here? We live in a day when more and more we find the temptation to factor God out of our lives. It seems almost taboo to speak of God in public. Increasingly, we feel we know the way our world works. Our knowledge grows by leaps and bounds each year. Perhaps there was a day when people spoke of God to explain, well, what they just didn't understand. But that's not where we feel we are today. For example, we can see life inside the womb. We know how babies develop. We also understand the rotation of the planets in our solar system, and we've seen through our telescopes the birth of stars. Now, don't get me wrong, we don't know everything. But the sense we get from what we know is that everything pretty much works on its own. As a result, we think if there is a God, he's distant and unengaged with our world. We live in the world of the ordinary, the expected, the predictable. There may be a God. We feel like we're on our own. We must solve our own problems. It's up to us to figure things out. This perspective is illustrated well by the story from April 12, 1961. Doesn't sound like an important day, but it is in human history. 27-year-old Soviet cosmonaut and Air Force test pilot Yuri Gagarin became the first man to go into space. When Gagarin returned to Earth, he said, I went up to space, but I didn't see God. And that sounds like a modern feeling for sure. We see the universe working just as we expect, but no sign of God. That leads me to our scripture text for today, Matthew chapter 13, verse 53 to 58. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? Aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Now a reading from Matthew speaks of a time when Jesus is teaching and the people listening have a problem. They recognize Jesus' wisdom and that he teaches like no other rabbi does. But they know Jesus. They know his family members, his mother and his siblings. For this reason, we are told they were offended by him. You see, there is a familiarity that breeds contempt. When we have been there and done that enough, 
It no longer excites us. It is no longer a wonder to us. We think we know it. So first, in speaking about miracles, we need to define what a miracle is. A miracle is not a violation of the natural order so much as an intervention by God who operates beyond natural laws. Miracles are more than anomalies or coincidences, but rather deliberate acts by God to reveal his presence and power. Miracles serve as signs or pointers to a deeper reality, affirming the existence of the supernatural realm and of God's purpose behind all things. In the miracles of Jesus, we see his compassion and his love for hurting people. His miracles also often reveal the nature of who he is and his mission to save us. Now, I want to stay with our text a little bit longer this today. As we learn about miracles, we also see the intersection of our faith and the miracles of God. Is our faith required for God to do miracles? I think the answer is yes and no. First, no. God can and does work miracles apart from our faith. Our faith doesn't activate the miracles of God, but yes, it is eyes of faith to to see what God has done and to understand God's purposes. Why would Jesus not do miracles among the people who had taken offense at him? Because even with his miracles, they would refuse to believe and come to him. Of course, he healed and restored broken people out of compassion for them. But would they come to, if, to Jesus, thinking he's only the son of a carpenter? And would they believe if he did heal them? I don't think so. Now, I want to go back to the story of Yuri Gagarin, the Soviet cosmonaut. What you may not know is that is that Gagarin never spoke those words. The truth is, Russian journalist Anton Pervishin, who was a close friend of Yuri Gagarin, said Gagarin was a Christian, a believer in Jesus. He was baptized in the Orthodox Church. Instead, here is what Gagarin said to his friend. An astronaut cannot be suspended in space and not have God in his mind and in his heart. There were several other lies spread around the Soviet, by the Soviets about this trip into space. They said his capsule landed just as planned, but that also was not true. It landed a good 250 miles away from the drop zone, and Gagarin had to find people who could relay the news that he was okay. You see, we see the world as we are, not as it is. And the result is, if we see the world without God, We'll miss the works of God in our midst. So one of our purposes in our study will be to tune ourselves to the work of God in our world and also in our lives as we look at the miracles, miracles of Jesus. Would you pray with me? Lord God, the heavens declare your glory. They announce to us your majesty and power. Give us minds to know and enjoy you. Thank you for sending Jesus to be God with us, for we pray in his name. Amen.